0: This is Church Tech Profiles, episode 23 for the week of June 28th, 2021, Brian Good. Well, welcome everybody to another edition of Church Tech Profiles. I know it's been a while. I'm sorry. We, uh, we've we had a lot of stuff going on with the Green Room and Tech Hearts and just everything in general. I've been spending a lot of my time doing other podcasts, so this podcast has been suffering. <laughs> but... Here we are. We are here. Um, so uh, today we have um, Brian Good. Brian is the campus production coordinator at Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California. How you doing, Brian?
1: Doing good. How are you doing, Van?
0: I'm doing good. Uh, just as a weird, just as a weird aside, um, I actually went to youth group with Brian's parents. <laughs> did (laughs) way back in the day. (laughs) Um, yeah. So in fact, Brian's dad was one of the techs in, uh, the choir that we used to tour with that. I was the tech. I was, well, we were tech direct, but by the time he was a tech, I was the tech director of the, of the choir. So, um, yeah. So it's really, it was hilarious. It's like, my
1: my dad's one of the biggest reasons I got into production. So
0: yeah, well, it's, I, I thank him. Yeah. It's really, it's a small world. Um, uh, certainly here is here in Riverside, but yes, <laughs> but it is a small world kind of everywhere. But anyway, uh, you know, Brian uh, has worked with so many uh, friends of the show, you know, um, Chris, um, who's the now the I don't know, he's not just the lighting director now. He's, he's the,
1: the production supervisor. Production he's su- actually Yeah, my boss.
0: Right. And then, of course, uh, the former tech director there for years and years, a good friend of the show, Mike Smith, um, who, again, I've known since high school. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. So and and tons of people and Carrie Martinez, who does tech (laughs) arts. She used she she uh, she worked there for a while. And uh, so, yeah, a lot of uh, I guess it's kind of that way anywhere in, in big metropolis places that have a lot of churches. But the techs, there's, there's a lot of connection between all the technical people at all the, at all the churches. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's very, very cool. So, well, Brian, um, tell me a little bit about if for people who don't know, I mean, if you haven't, have you been listening to this show? You've heard this spiel from other people about harvest and uh, you might know their pastor. I think he's going to be famous someday. Uh, Greg Laurie, you never (laughs) know. Uh, but, um, tell, tell us a little bit about, uh, uh, harvest and kind of, you know, you can kind of morph that into what you do there and all that good stuff. Yeah. Uh,
1: I guess I'll just talk about what I do there first and I'll morph it in. Uh, sure. I'm the production, uh, campus coordinator at harvest and I kind of oversee all the volunteers at the church and, uh, try to love on them and, uh, just be there for them and train them up so that we can you know have more audio text and more lighting because that's how i started at harvest as i started off uh, as a volunteer uh just learning uh getting to know uh just everybody at the church and what was cool is when i started volunteering at harvest uh they didn't really have a big volunteer a big volunteer uh gosh big volunteer team yet uh so my dad was in the youth group at the church as a counselor and they had one of the audio guys there uh he went to my dad and he's like hey we're we're looking for uh some volunteers to you know get into production here and volunteering on the av team and he's like well he goes my son plays drums like let's uh let me see if he wants to volunteer on the team." And I'm, get them involved so my dad came to me and he's like you know hey they're looking for volunteers do you want to uh jump in and i'm like well i don't know what i'm good at so yeah i'll I'll try
0: (laughs) how old were you then how old were you then
1: (laughs) i I was uh, 14
0: wow that's Uh, awesome
1: 14 so my dad's like yeah it's just get in production i used to do it at you know church and i liked it and he goes i kind of wish i still would have done it so uh so I did. I uh, volunteered at day seven back in the day where they had all the bands and yeah oh you know, people used to, you know, love it. And so I jumped in and the first thing I did was just plug in cables. I didn't mix, and didn't do any of that. I just enjoyed plugging in cables and moving mics around and uh,
0: as you, as you should.
1: As you should.
0: No, and, no competent tech director should allow a 14 year old to mix.
1: <laughs> nope, no, no, <laughs> not right away. <laughs> Mike did not let me mix right away. Um, but I think it was around when I was 16, he he came to me and he's like, Hey, uh, because I see you're faithful and serving. And he goes, Have you ever thought about mixing audio? And I'm like, Well, I, I mean, I've learned from the guys here at you know Sunday nights, and I, I would love to start doing it. And Mike was like, well, good. I Junior high has never had an audio guy. It's always just been, you know, the guys there kind of just have done it. and I've never staffed it with anyone. And I told him, I'm like, yeah, I, I want to do it. Love to do it. So that next Wednesday night, you know, ever since I touched an audio console, I fell in love with it. And uh, I knew around that time, that's what I wanted to do as a career. So just jumping into that. So kind of my background of being a volunteer and then coming on staff, it's kind of I have the heart for the volunteers because I want to pour into them like they poured into me as and, a volunteer.
0: And how long have you church. been on, How long have you been on staff now?
1: Uh, I've been on staff for 10 and a half years and I volunteered for like seven years before I came on staff. So I've been there for a long time.
0: You're making me and feel super old. So, oh just so, you gosh. know,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, so, my yeah. da- my daughter's 30, so I guess I should my oldest daughter's 30. So I guess I should feel old anyway. But <laughs> when I, when I see other, uh, when I see other people who were kids of my friends and those yeah. friends were younger than I was, it really does make me feel old. So, yeah. Um, well, that's cool that you got trained by, and you know, the, 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 the folks at Harvest, I mean, all the way, you know. I mean, I used to mix there, like right out of high school, because I mixed for some ba- some Christian bands right out of high school and played at Harvest. And, um, you know, TJ, who was there forever, he's still there. It is still there. Was <laughs> was the de facto tech director back in the day, audio guy, yeah. and uh, you know, so you got you have a lot of great. Um, you learn from a lot of great people. Mike obviously is an amazing um, audio engineer. Yeah. And uh, so you learned from, you learned from a lot of good people. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, just Mike in general, it's like Mike saw me as this young kid and uh, I looked at him and I was like, you know, I want your job one day. (laughs) Just I used to look at him going, I would want your job. And, uh, you know, he told me one time, he's like, Uh, what'd he say when he first hired me, he's like, sometimes when you, when you hire someone, you look in front of them, you see your, you see your replacement. He told me that one time and I'm like, I don't know about that, but you know, (laughs) it's like, look where I am now, you know, but it's, I'm blessed to be where I'm at.
0: Yeah. So you guys are back up. It's, it's kind of nice being, you know, on the other side of this, of the beer bug crazy. Yes. Um, and, and to be honest, I'm a little bit tired of talking about it with people, you know, um, I'm, I, not,
1: I'm so tired of talking <laughs> about it.
0: Um, you know, we got through it, the, the church, um, I feel like the church did kind of rise to the occasion and, and everybody just did what they had to do. And oddly enough, I don't know how it works with you guys, but, um, you guys already had a video feed you always very you know you're always very um tech forward obviously at harvest with yeah. the harvest crusades and everything that greg's been doing for years i mean greg was on the radio for i mean man you know 30 years probably you know before that Still today. yeah yeah and so you know it's definitely been um you know harvest has always been one of the f- you know tech forward thinking churches but I think that, it, you know, this last year forced churches just in general to have to go, hey, we got to get our act together here. Um, we've got to have a good product on multiple platforms, not just in the room. You know, um, you guys, obviously, I mean, anybody that follows Harvest, anybody Harvest just saw that, that they, in their main room here in Riverside, they they did a full remodel. Um and audio, video, lighting, everything, right? And yeah, um,
1: everything got done.
0: And um, but so now that you're kind of, you know, I mean, I, I've already talked to Chris and talked to Mike and talked to a lot of people, you know, about about what you guys did during the pandemic and you know, outside services and in the tent and you know, tents blowing down and all kinds twice. of twice, yeah. Um. Uh, and so, you know, I, we could hash all that through, but I think everybody's kind of done with that. But so you guys are back inside, right? We're back inside. Hey, we're going to get right back to the podcast, but first I wanted to talk to you about our friends over at front of house coffee. Now the folks over at front of house coffee really aren't sponsoring our show, but they are giving you all our listeners a 10% coupon on your first purchase. So all you have to do is go to frontofhousecoffee.com. And when you go to purchase, put in Church Tech 10, that is Church Tech 10, and you will get 10% off your first order. Now, I don't like coffee. I don't drink coffee. I love how it smells, but I do not like how it tastes. You know, it's one of those things where I wish it tasted like it smelled, but you know, whatever. Anyway, but I have two daughters and a wife who absolutely love coffee. And we've checked out all the blends of front of house coffee and the girls give thumbs up. They say it's great, it's smooth, it tastes awesome. They really, really like it. So that's a huge endorsement because my girls are pretty picky about the coffee that they drink. So the folks over at front of house coffee, like I said, are willing to give you guys 10% off your first purchase. Just go to frontofhousecoffee.com and put in church tech 10. They'll know that you listen to this podcast and we love supporting people coming from the church tech community, which these folks are. So anyway, go over there. We really appreciate this from front of house, And now back to the podcast.
1: We're uh, full, full capacity on Sunday morning inside now. Right. Uh, but we also offer uh, a band outside in our amphitheater uh for people who want to sit outside and still have uh an experience outside if they're not comfortable coming inside yet so we have like two two bands playing at the same time uh at the same time uh as the regular service inside so it's like both both inside and outside are getting the same worship experience which is super cool um
0: now, we're, the, you're, you're doing that in the amphitheater?
1: Yeah, we're doing that in the amphitheater. And then uh, all the kids, we just recently just got up the children's uh, children's ministry, uh, youth, and all that stuff back up and running for everyone on Sunday as well. Uh, we're still recording uh, Harvest at Home. That's still getting done, which uh, I think you kind of talked to Chris about in the past.
0: That will will explain that a little bit to people who don't know.
1: Uh, So Harvest at Home is, uh, it's an online church that we do. It all gets pre-recorded during the week. Uh, So we record it uh, kind of midweek and uh, it all gets remixed and gets kind of redone in post. And then it gets sent out to various TV stations and uh, goes online on Sundays. So like if you watch the online feed at Harvest on Saturday and Sundays, that's uh, harvest at home and that gets all the pre-taped during the week
0: right so you're still doing that and you're going to continue to do that
1: yeah we'll continue to do it as long as greg wants to keep doing it at the church so right i i've recently taken over mixing that uh just the last few weeks uh, our old uh, av supervisor was doing that and he left he moved to nashville and uh,
0: yeah.
1: he was doing it for a short while. Uh, after he left just to kind of give us time to, you know, get things, you know, rolling and get things in place where we needed to. And then once I felt comfortable doing it every week, he handed it off to me,
0: which right. was pretty cool. So, Yeah. Yeah. You had the, uh, you had the mass exodus uh, a couple of years ago, last year, yeah. a couple of years ago of uh, yeah. staff turning, turn it over. So, but uh, you still have a ton of great people. Um, I was just talking to Frankie Jimenez a couple of weeks, Eh, whenever the whenever the last part of school was because because I work with the school that his kids go to, yeah, and he was telling me a lot of the crazy <laughs> stuff that's going on. But um, so what um, you know, it's I think it's been interesting when you say when you talk about that at home, it, you know, it's I think uh, I found we found a lot of churches now that are that are continuing to do um, a separate service for the online community yeah. you know sandals continues to do theirs um i think saddlebacks t- doing. i don't know if saddlebacks still doing theirs they were doing theirs for a while i think they combined it now um but there was a there's a bunch of churches across the united states and the world that are that are kind of have set. you know that's it's kind of cool because there's an intimacy to the way you're recording that one that works way better online than just going back into the auditorium and just showing the live you know, like everybody was doing before for the, yeah. for the most part. I mean, there were some churches that were doing, you know, a, a, I think, you know, North Point, you know, Andy Stanley's church, uh, they were, they were, I think they were doing a, a separate, you know, they were doing one that was a little bit more Craig Rochelle was doing some. you know, like in a studio, you know, kind of a thing. But I think for the most part, most churches, cause they just didn't have the staffing and the bandwidth to do it are doing that. But, you know, it's, it's just interesting how, um, this last year, like I said at the beginning, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to talk about it a ton because I think we've kind of talked about it to death. But one of the things it has done is it's kind of reshaped how churches are doing, uh, providing content for people, yeah. you know.
1: I think when we first started doing Harvest at Home, it was a weird thing for us because Greg was so used to having people in the room. He was so used to having people like clap and uh you know engaging with people in the room it's like when we did started doing this harvest at home it was like a weird it it was really weird for like the first few weeks doing it and then the more we did it the the more we realized we're like hey this might be the new way of reaching people you know just think about how many people we can reach by doing this and we, we did it and like the outcome of it that we're seeing is just incredible just how many people are watching weekly I think right now I think 300,000 people are watching harvest at home and that's out of the United States so it's not just hitting the United States it's hitting outside of the United States like all over the world so seeing that outcome it's like well I think this is the new way of you know, doing church right now. So we're, we're still doing church how we used to do it, but it's like, we're taking our experience and expanding it out. So other people have, you know, a good church experience.
0: Well, and that's something, you know, that we we talk to with a lot of churches, you know, people are, are like, you know, hey, we have, um, you know, we have 200 people that come to our church, but, you know, uh, fact, I just talked to a church not too long ago that has maybe, I don't know, maybe 300 you know, come to the church and um oh well, pre pre-pandemic. Yes. Um and uh they had they had like two thousand people watching their service, you know. Uh and this is two thousand people that are not, I mean for not the most there. part, not those people that would come back to church. It's just somebody people that found them online and liked what they were doing. And, you know, that were it, their pastor and whatever was happening, resonated with them and they're watching it faithfully, you know, and, and uh, even churches of, you know, 50 people, I have a friend that has a church of probably 50, 60 people. They've got several hundred people watching online every week, you know, and yeah. with retention, you know, cause they can look at the analytics now, right? We can all look at the analytics and we know how long people are watching and when they're watching and all that stuff. Um, so it's actually been really cool. I think a lot of pastors, uh, um, we were just, uh, interviewing a couple of the guys from Rezi um, on the green room podcast yesterday. Mm-hmm. And they were just talking about how, you know, there used to be this whole push of, well, we don't want to make our online experience too good because then our people won't come to church. <laughs> and, you know, I think pretty much, you know, The pandemic has pretty much just completely destroyed that paradigm, you know, of uh, that way of thinking. And so people are now like, well, you know, people, because, you know, we went back to church, uh, last week, the first time I'd been, I've been in churches, obviously, because what I do for a living, I'm in churches, you know, I'm in a lot of different churches. Um, but the first time I've been back to church with my family was last week and, um, full house, you know, and it was there is, you know, I was, obviously I worked in church for 20 years, so I was in church every week for 20 years. Right. And uh, but there is something, uh, there is this unique communal experience that you can only have by being in church. Yeah. Um, And I think that people crave that we are communal beings. God created us to be in community. And um, you know, so, there's always going to be people that don't want to go to church that are way introverts. They don't really like people and they would much rather watch it online, (laughs) you know, and there, obviously with this whole thing are going to be people that have health issues and concerns and uh, they couldn't get vaccinated or they didn't want to get vaccinated or they couldn't because of health reasons or whatever. So they just can't really just step back into it right away until this thing kind of, you know, settles and so, you know, it's, it's kind of a good thing. And there's all, uh, there's church shoppers too. So you got all this stuff kind of mixed in, you know, tons of people that travel, um, that want to go to church, but are traveling all the time. So it's, you know, it's a good thing. And I think, you know, uh, preaching the gospel in every way possible is, you know, part of the great commission. So I think, um, and I, I don't think people, honestly, I don't know what you think, but cause I saw a picture of harvest. That Chris posted um, this last week, and it was packed.
1: Yeah, I think the <laughs> if it's the picture you saw, I think that was from the Phil Wickham thing last night. Uh, it it's just I I feel like people want to come back to church. I I think they want to be there, and it it shows because you know I think people are just tired of the pandemic. I think they're just like, yeah, hey, we want to get back yeah and there there I always say this there is nothing more fun than to hear two thousand people clapping and singing in oh, yeah.
0: church well, especially when you're mixing i mean oh, there's a gosh. there's a really great you know uh people that know me know that I would never be a recording engineer. I've done recording projects, but i'm not it's not my bag because yeah. i love I love mixing live because there's just this tension kind of chaos, controlled chaos, but there's this major energy in the, in a live room with people and music that cannot be replicated by no. any other experience. And it's one of the reasons that I, my main thing that I've done all my life is, you know, is mix. And so, yeah, this it's just to this day, if I go and mix someplace, it's, that's the experience I love. That's the part of it I love that's, is to be in a that's room. The,
1: that's my favorite experience.
0: Yeah. And that's so, you know, I think that that's one of the, when, and when it's going, you know, and when you're getting, you know, and I always tell people, people ask me, well, how do I get better at mixing? I say, well, you know, there's about a gazillion ways and we could talk about that for five hours. Yeah. But I mix, it's always better for me if it feels good than if it sounds good. I mean, it has to sound good. It can't yeah. sound like crap, but I mean, there's a moment, there's a place where I'm very concerned with how it feels in the room. Like if room feels good and the mix isn't like, you can't hear every defined instrument, but the mix feels good and the people are worshiping and there's just, you, you can really feel the vibe in the room. That's way better. Oh yeah. Cause, oh. Cause I mean, I'm sure you've been in rooms where you've heard somebody clinically mix correctly. Yes. And it sucked. Yep. <laughs> yep. I can hear every instrument had zero life. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's
1: like, you want to create that dynamic for the audience. You know, it's like, you want to create this dynamic where it's like, you want them to get up and worship. Yeah. And it's like something that Jeff Santrum, you know, from MXU, he said in the past, it's like, Hey, like if I'm mixing and, you know, I'm not seeing people, in the audience raise their hands or they're engaging that I'm doing something wrong. Yep. But if they're up and their hands are raised and they're clapping and they're excited and I'm moving the worship like I'm supposed to, then you're doing your job right. And yeah. that's always stuck out to me.
0: Yeah, you you um I think it's super important that you know because nobody wants I mean, some people say they do, but I don't want I don't like going to a show where it basically sounds like a recording and everything's completely perfect. I'm like, I could stay at home and listen to that on my headphones. I don't, you know, whatever. I'll just, I'd rather watch it on TV and have good mix on my, on my home stereo, you know, but there's a reason you go to a live event because there's a, there's a, there's an energy, there's a communal thing. Obviously, like I said, we were, we were designed by God to be in community with other people to have a shared experience and uh, so, yeah, so the, there's a huge, there's a huge thing um, about church and about worshiping in church and about being together. So, well, so what's um you you just came off of last night? You you were telling me before we started recording what? So uh, for those of you who guys don't don't know, explain like Phil Wickham. Everybody knows who Phil Wickham is. If you're you know listen to Christian music um, or in church, uh, but what? Phil has kind of moved into a role at Harvest like in the last couple of years, right?
1: Yeah, so he, so Phil is a part of our community at the church. He's an artist in residence. He he comes and plays with our worship team once a month and just pours into them and pours into the audience. And uh, it, it's kind of a really cool experience having him there because, you know, it not only does it bring uh not only is Phil Wick Phil Wickham a really good worship leader, but it just brings a whole nother energy that to our church that is good for the people in the room and it brings people in like not like people bring in non believers and uh every time he comes out it's just like it it shows you know how good worship can be. Um but Phil comes like once a month, but with his new release and everything that he's been doing, uh, he hasn't been there as much. And just this last night, he just did his big album release uh, for his new record. And uh, he came in, he packed out the house and uh, it was just was a good experience. And I, I was I was honored and blessed. Uh, they came to me and they're like, hey, do you want to mix broadcast for this event? Because we want to stream it also. So not only did we have 2000 people in the room, but we had thousands of people watching last night on the stream. So it was, it was, it was an incredible night last night.
0: And that was kind of your, one of your kind of inaugural, uh, events for the new refurbished yeah, room, for the
1: new refurbished room. Yeah. We, yeah. we haven't had like a, a guest artist band come out in a very long time. So it, if, if you ever, if any of you guys watched the live stream last night, you know, it was emotional for Phil because he hasn't played with his band in a live room for over 653 days or something like that. So he just, it felt good to be back in a room with people.
0: I think that's a big, you know, thing, you know, I, we, of course, here in Southern California, I mean, you and I know uh, just a, a ton of people that got got put out of work you know, with this whole thing and where people couldn't, couldn't work. And um, it was, it was good for the church because the church needed more technicians for all the video stuff they were doing. And there were a lot of uh, unemployed technicians that all of a sudden were like, well, Hey, I'll go work for the church for a while. And, and so a lot of churches got some really talented people yeah. uh, helping them out uh, and getting them to the next level, uh, especially in, you know, metropolises like Southern California here and, you know, different places in the United States where you, you know, I mean, we probably have more AV technicians in Southern California than in, in most of the rest of the, the United States, <laughs> Yeah. you know, but, um, yeah. So, well, that, that's, that's so cool. So what do you guys have? We're, we're in, we're full in summer now. What do you guys, what do you guys, uh, you guys have a lot of, uh, other events that are coming up besides church?
1: Uh, we have like a, we have a women's conference coming up in July that we're getting ready for. And, uh. I think that's about it for now. I I know we have Fourth of July coming, uh, this next week. So we have that, and then a women's conference, and I can't remember all the events off the top of my head. But we but you guys a do like summer.
0: You guys do like a million um, yeah. events on the campus every week, right? It
1: it all blends in. Yeah. It's how, like
0: how many people? Do you have any an idea what the estimate of? Well, even pre pandemic, what the. Uh, the attendance at the, at the Riverside campuses, which is their oh main campus. Gosh.
1: Not off the top of my head.
0: Yeah. Right now. but
1: it was, I, I know overall pre print pandemic with all the campus we campuses we had, we, I think we had like 15,000 people come right. on a given weekend. Right. That was pre pandemic.
0: Yeah. So you have a lot of, Things going on, and so, mm. so now you were talking earlier uh, when you were talking about kind of what your job description is and all that. You're, you 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 are in charge of, um, you are you are helping out with with all your volunteers and stuff. What's the obviously at larger churches? You know, and people are listening to this. Well, you know, a lot of larger churches they've got bigger budgets and they've got blah 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 all the things. Um, but you guys still have a a lot of volunteers. That, yes. that in uh, in your tech in your tech department. So what's kind of the, uh, what do you allow volunteers to do? What do you not allow volunteers to do? What, kind of what's that ratio? Well,
1: kind of the cool thing is, is uh, me and Chris were kind of coming up with a new structure of you know getting volunteers involved, and uh, the plan right now is like we want them to exceed to be in the sanctuary and be able to have the experience that like staff guys get. And uh, so like where they would start is we'd start them up in like the children's theater. We'll train them up. We'll train them in there. And uh, we'll sign them off for doing like this new thing where, you know, we'll go in, we'll train them in that room. We'll sign them off. We'll move them to like another room with a band for like high school. And we'll train them in there. We'll train them on lights. And then we'll keep moving them till they get to the sanctuary so it's like we want our volunteers to have, you know, an ex, you know, to be able to train them and have the same experience that me and Chris got as volunteers. You know, we're, we got to be in the sanctuary. We got to mix sound. We got to be part of the service. And, we, you know, we want to see people grow and we want to train them up. You know, I'm, I was previously at the OC campus for four years and it was only like three of us on staff and the rest were all volunteers. So we had to build a really big volunteer team there to exceed everything that we were doing. And we even had volunteers stick around through the pandemic that wanted to help out still, which was awesome. Like, you know, so we had this like really strong, like, I think we have like 15 volunteers in Orange County right now. And some have moved on, they moved out of state, but we had like a good, like eight or nine rock star volunteers that stuck it out with us, helping set up the garage in there and running stuff inside the building. And we, we kind of looked at that and we're like, we need to bring that to Riverside. So they moved me back to Riverside cause I'm closer there and, you know, I can help build the volunteer, uh, the volunteer team up there so that we could have even a bigger volunteer, uh, volunteer team at harvest. Um, but we're looking forward to seeing the outcome of it. And uh, you know, I, we just had a volunteer meeting this last, this last Saturday with all the Riverside people. And they seemed so excited when we told them, we're like, Hey, like we want you guys to be trained up. We want you guys to succeed and, uh, We don't and I had some like the younger guys come in, they're like, Man, we feel intimidated to mix in the sanctuary or learn in there. I said, Don't feel intimidated. I said, I was 16, 15, 16 years old when I was in there and I I wanted to do it. And I want them to feel the same way, where it's just like they don't feel intimidated not to help out in the sanctuary. It's it's I told them I said it's a great room. And I said, We'll train you in every aspect if you want to do audio lighting, video. And we'll train you guys up so you don't feel that way that said you guys would love to be in there so we're looking forward to just that coming up in the near future
0: now you have um he you just got a new technical director as well didn't you
1: (laughs) did yeah we got a new technical director uh drew bachelor uh he's he's doing a great job
0: and he came Uh, from christ church of the valley right in uh, he did in uh, in Arizona. arizona yep
1: yeah so he's doing a great job just kind of restructuring our department a little bit because, you know, before this and when Mike was in charge, Mike was in charge of like back when we had, you know, 16 staff guys and we had uh, hunt, like 70 volunteers and all that stuff. It's just like Drew came in and he's like, why is that all on just one AV guy? Like, why is it not branched out where, you know? So, anyway, he came in and, you know, he made a production department and then he's making a separate AV department and he's kind of branching it out. So, it's like one person doesn't feel so stressed out about everything. You're branching off to like, okay, Chris is the production supervisor, he's over like rigging and the uh, aspect of the stage and uh, lighting. And, and then you have the new AV supervisor, which we're looking for. And uh, he just kind of over the AV techs for the campus and to pour into them. And then I'm branched off to be over the volunteers, but work with like all the supervisors to make sure that everything's staffed around harvest during the week. So I think we're heading towards a really good direction for, you know, as big as a church we are.
0: Yeah. I, I think that, uh, it's one of those things to have, you know, you need to have as many volunteers as possible, but you got to have people lead them. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So
1: that's my, that's my big job is, is to lead them and pour into them, which I'm looking forward to.
0: So, so what, um, so what's on the horizon for you? What, what do you, uh, what do you do in the next uh, little bit here to make yourself be- to train yourself better to, are you going on vacation? What do you, I mean, what's your, uh, what's, what's, what's in the, on the horizon here for, for you, for the next, you know, six, eight months.
1: Uh, I think just, uh, just pour into the volunteers and, uh, just make sure that they're loved on and, you know, uh, and for me to get better, because it's it's new for me, too. So it's just like I, I want to get better and making sure that <clears throat> that we have a like they can come to me for anything. So and then like, you know, my my 30th birthday is in a few weeks. And so I'm going to take some time off around there just to kind of relax with everything going on. So, yeah, yeah so I'm, I'm looking forward cause to you because you're married, right? Yeah, I'm married. I've been uh, four years this year.
0: Wow. Well, yeah. So, but you don't, do you have, you guys don't have kids yet, right?
1: No, not yet. Yeah. I mean, the great thing is, is I'm actually married to Chris's sister. So Chris is my brother-in-law.
0: Yeah. So she, so your wife understands the, uh, She understands the, the production the chaos of, of everything. The chaos of production life, which is always a benefit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. My wife grew up in the, um, in the same church I did. So she, she was with me right as I started doing tech and all the way through. So there's no surprises after all these years, you know, she, she understands the, uh, the crazy life of, uh, technical people, how uh, yeah. the insane uh, hours and how the schedules don't make any sense and, yeah. you know, all the crazy stuff. Well, cool. Well, um, so, what do you guys do? Uh, uh, what are you guys doing for your volunteers? I mean, I'm, I know that probably post pandemic and new tech director, all the things. But what is what are your plans for? Like, do you guys have team nights? Are you planning team nights? Or you are you? Do you do? Are you doing events where you guys can go do stuff with your? I mean, when you got that many volunteers, it's it is hard. But you do have to, you know. You have to get everybody together every once in a while. What are you guys, what are you guys yes. doing or planning on doing?
1: So our, 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 one of our big planning things for them is to do team nights, <clears throat> but because things are so big and OC and Riverside uh, we kind of have to separate them a little bit. So we do a team night in OC and then we do a team night in Riverside and team, the team nights, we come in and we'll do some training and we'll get them food and we'll pour into them and like we also want to do for team nights just not stuff at the church we want to take them out to like dinner some nights or go bowling with them and or you know go go to top golf i heard there's a top golf club in southern california I, hopefully
0: uh, that I've heard that, but I, I don't even know where it is though. Do you?
1: I, I think it's going to be in Ontario. I heard, I
0: think oh, that's yeah. what I heard. It's so, so funny, you would think so. that there would be one here in Southern California because there's so much golf, there's so many golf, but I guess people are just like, Well, there's golf courses, and you know, there's you can't swing a cat without hitting a golf course yeah. here out here. But it's so funny because when you go back east, there are so many top golfs. I mean, they're everywhere, they're all over the place. But you come here, and there's not that many, it's really no. bizarre.
1: No. So it's just, it's pouring into them doing good team nights and doing training nights too. So like, uh, I I was telling Chris, you know, within these team nights, it would be cool to have like special guests come out to them and, you know, different people to pour into them and, you know, just create this really cool environment for them that they, that they haven't had, you know, and, uh, you know, me and Chris, when we were volunteering, we didn't have that because there wasn't really a big volunteer team yet. And we just want to give them and pour back into them as much as possible.
0: Cool. Awesome. Well, if people want to get a hold of you, if they want to reach you, um, because I know you, you love to just answer questions and, and I'm sure you'd be you know, totally willing to, uh, people love talking to folks at, at larger churches and finding out how you guys do stuff and, you know, all the things, Yeah. Um, you know, uh, how, how can people reach out to you? I know you're on Instagram, you're on the socials and stuff like that. So how, yeah, I'm, how can I'm people... on
1: it. I'm on Instagram, uh, the sound guy, <laughs> you can find me there or uh, Facebook, just Brian good on Facebook. Um, or you can email me at Brian G at harvest.org.
0: Yeah, cool. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you being on. I'm glad we finally got to do this. We've been talking about it for a while yeah. back and forth, yeah. but both our schedules are, have been bonkers. And, um, I almost don't feel like at some point we're just going to forget that 2020 happened. Like there's going to be yeah. like all the stuff that went on and then we hit 2020 and everybody's like, yeah, you know, It sucked. And then 2021. Now we'll just talk about that. We don't want to really talk about
1: twenty. Yeah. I feel like 2020 is going to be a big blur in like 10 years.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's so funny. I I was talking to somebody the other day and I was like, you know, it made, it kind of made it so that time has no meaning, you know, when you were just like, you know, time had no meaning all of a sudden it wasn't like, uh, I don't know. Was that like, was that yesterday or six months ago? I don't remember. Like, when did that happen? I don't like, you know, yeah. And so people are, I'm I'm glad that we're kind of over the hump a little bit, you know, I mean, I know it's, you know, things are still happening and it, it and here in the United States is different than other parts of the world. We're blessed, you know, first world country, we're blessed at, that we were able to kind of put the quash on this pretty quick. And there's lots of places around the world that are still struggling, but, but, um, you know, hopefully with, you know, you can't, uh, I always tell people. I said the biggest, biggest thing you got to remember is you got to always live your life like they do on an airplane. So, mm-hmm. if the first you put your own face mask on before you can help other people, so you got to get yeah. healthy. You've got to be prepared. You're the one that's got to make sure you're okay first before you can help others. You know. So I'm hoping that the church, uh, that we can, you know, if we can get healthy church wise and people wise that we can help the rest of the world through the rest of this stuff. Um, I think the, I think the church is doing that. I'm seeing a lot of, you know, um, I think other than travel problems where people can't leave the, you know, there's a lot of these countries that they won't let Americans come in. Yeah. You know, so we can't go and help the world because we can't get to the world. So, but I think that's going to end, you know, pretty quick, but anyway. So thanks. Um, if, uh, if uh, you want to get a hold of Brian, obviously we'll put the, put the links in the show notes and um, uh, he'll, he'd be happy to answer. I'm sure you'd be happy to answer any questions people have and um, uh, go check. I'll also put in the show notes, um, you know, places where you can watch um, harvest feeds and stuff like that. So you can see what Kind of what stuff they're doing. Um, obviously, you can go to uh, the soundbooth.com or churchtechprofiles.com uh, or the green or greenroom.church. Uh, we have a ton of podcasts over there. We've got uh, Green Room podcast. We've got Tech Hearts uh, Women in Church podcast by our Brian and I's mutual friend Carrie Martinez. Yeah, uh, she's doing a great job doing that. That's pretty cool. And um, we got a bunch of other stuff that's going on. Go listen to greenroom.church. Uh, we are on all the stuff. So you can go to, um, you know, iTunes and find all the podcasts. You can go to Stitcher, to Spotify, to, um, I guess Google has podcasts. I, I, I had to put them all up there on Google, but I didn't know until like three weeks ago that Google had a, po- a podcast app.
1: <laughs> I think everyone's going to end up doing podcasts here eventually.
0: <laughs> it was really weird. There's just like all these random, like I'm I'm going down the, the list and there's all these random podcast apps that I can apply to now. And I'm just like, oh, okay, I'll just apply to that one apply to that one. Play. I've never even heard of half of these. And people are calling me and they're like, oh, I can't, I couldn't find it on Overcast. And I'm like, Overcast? I've never even heard of that, you know? And so I've got Overcast, put all the stuff up on Overcast and there's all these weird podcast services now. Yeah. It's so funny. And, uh, you know, I was joking with somebody the other day. They were like, I go, yeah, it's really funny. The millennials act like they invented podcasts, but we've been doing them for 15 <laughs> years. I don't, know,
1: <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> uh, everyone has a podcast these days.
0: Yeah. But it's so funny to hear all the, all the, the, the young kids, as we say these days, you know, they're like, Hey, there's this new thing called podcasts. I think I'm going to start one. And we been all the old people have been like, we've been doing podcasts for like you know, 15 years, what have you been doing? <laughs> we,
1: They've been around before I was even born. Right.
0: Did you just discover that? I mean, I started doing podcasts and we were back, I was back at Mariners and that was like, I don't know, 16 years ago, 17 years ago or whatever. Yeah, I, mean, I was shot. I was, it was like five or six back then. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I know you're a little, you were a little kid, so yep. I'm an old guy, so that's the way it goes. But anyway, all right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, love you. Keep encouraged. Uh, you know, stay, stay, uh, stay strong. Um, If you do have somebody you'd love to have on this podcast, if you want me to interview somebody or if you want to be interviewed yourself, um, just go to greenroom.church, scroll all the way down to the bottom and there's a place where you can fill in, um, you know, just suggestions on uh, people and places and things and how to contact us and all the good things. So until next time, we'll talk to you later.